0: Welcome back to another episode on the Living and Fierce Alignment channel. My name is Kayla and today I'm going to be interviewing one of my really good friends that I've met in Vancouver. Her name is Jenny and she's a curve model. So today we're going to be talking about some really amazing things, all things about self-love, body sexuality. Uh, we're going to be talking about self-awareness, communication, lots of fun stuff. So I'm really excited to have her on. So Jenny, I would love if you could take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners, and then we'll just take the conversation from there.
1: Perfect. Um, thank you, Kayla, for like having me on your on your podcast. It's really exciting. Um, Jenny, I am 31 years old. I live in Vancouver. I've been in Vancouver for about 14 years now. Born in India and grew up in Abu Dhabi, then moved here after like high school pretty much and uh yeah, moved to the west coast and then never moved anywhere else. <laughs> it's so hard to leave Vancouver. But I would love to like live somewhere else. I feel like it's it's like oh my god, it's coming to like another like more than a decade in Vancouver and like I'm like it would be nice to, like just, you know, test myself and like live in another country. Like I don't know, we'll see. We'll see whether world takes me but yeah like I, uh, I started modeling last year and along with that came a lot of awareness I mean the reason why I got into modeling was because I wanted to inspire people um, to love themselves and like I also wanted to see more representation of of people that looked like me um, in media and in like you know fashion magazines and think a few years back I had changed my um, Instagram feed to a lot of uh, like I started following a lot of other curve models and just got inspired by that and like it really led to um, how I feel today about myself and you know just I love myself and like just being comfortable in my own skin and like being okay with who I am today and not following certain beauty standards and you know what we've seen for so many years and it is changing and it's great to see that um, because more and more brands now want to feature real people and not uh, not a size zero and it's great to see that shift and I think a lot of curve models are speaking up, up on their experience as well of how they got started and it's great to see like the representation you know that we're seeing these days so yeah
0: I'm really excited to chat more about this with you because you and I, at our nine to five, we're we're really into inclusivity Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: just really paying attention to how we can be more inclusive with the company that we work for, but also just in life too. Like we've talked about so many important topics together and I think that it makes me so happy. Like when I started following you on social media after we connected through work, I was like, oh my gosh, like I just love how just seeing your authenticity and just really embracing who you are and just your body and just rocking the curve model persona. Like I, I love that. And I think it's so important to put these messages out there and it makes me, it does make me really happy to see more of that showing up on social media. And there's a couple women that I follow. And what makes me sad though, is that it really makes me so happy to see them showing up. But I've seen situations where companies who do like cellulite or fillers and Mm -hmm. they'll take those photos of natural women and try to sell it like oh you want to get rid of your cellulite here this is how you can do it and they like Mm -hmm. use their content to try and sell things
1: so yeah it's crazy yeah like i i so a lot of like multi level marketing companies that focus on like losing those ten pounds, losing the last ten pounds, drink this tea, and like you know like a lot of people talk about how Kardashians promote that right, and there's a lot of backlash on that and like because what they're doing is it's all sponsored content, but are they actually really drinking that, or are they getting plastic surgery, you know? you just don't know and it's so it's so harsh for a lot of people that have a lot of body insecurities already and to be able to see like someone with a huge following like that posting things like that and and you think that that's what normal is but it's not (laughs) you know and it's so harsh like i remember being in that point a few years back where i would see all these influencers instagram influencers that didn't look like me and they were that were promoting all these like shake teas and you know flatten your tummy teas and whatever and it did affect me personally because i was like well i don't look like that <laughs> you know and Subconsciously, your brain starts to think as well that that's what normal is, and it really affects your your state of mind and like how you feel about yourself. And I think I started following this one one plus size model. Her name is Tess Holiday, and she is a size twenty model, and she's only five two, if I'm not mistaken, and like just basically crushed all the standards, right? All the beauty standards. And like, I started following her and I was like, wow, like look at her confidence, like she looks amazing. And then she got signed with the modeling agency a few years ago and like, that was so inspirational. But through her account, I was able to find many other accounts that, you know, you go through a rabbit hole, right? Like once you find one good account you go through a rabbit hole. So like, yeah, I started following some other like great plus size models like Ashley Graham. Like she's amazing. She's so authentic too whatever she shares on Instagram. And it just kind of like, I had to change my feed. Like, you know, slowly I started changing my feed to people that looked like me. And I took out those people that didn't look like me because I didn't need to feed that to, to myself. And also like, I think... I mean, for a lot of people, that's the first thing we do now is like open up Instagram. Right? Like we open up—it's the first thing that we do when we wake up—is like open up Instagram. Let's see what what everyone's up to. And like, imagine looking at people that don't look like you, and that's what you're feeding yourself early in the morning. Like that's that's harsh on you as well. And like like over time, it just it it has a very big impact on how you feel about yourself. So yeah, it was a good realization and a very quick one for me to like change that. And I try to tell all my other friends as well. Like every time they say, or they show me a picture of someone on Instagram and they're like, look at her, like, look at her bikini body. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And (laughs) like, if you're not, if you're like thinking bad about yourself after looking at that picture, then that means that's not the right person for you to follow. You should be inspired by the content that you're following, you know?
0: yes i think you pointed out such a good point and actually it was funny because i was going to ask the question what what kind of pushed you over the edge to just shift that relationship that you have with yourself. And it sounds like what you did, which is part of the coaching that I do as well, is just shifting your mindset, but -hmm. shifting the way that you're thinking and what you believe in, but the the actionable thing that you did. So it's one thing for me to say, oh, just shift your mindset. You know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. one thing. That's like a very small part of it. But the action that you took was, okay, what am I looking at that has shaped my current mindset? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm looking at women who I don't resonate with and who are portraying the you need to be a size zero, you know, persona and body type. And that doesn't make me feel good. What does make me feel good? Oh, I'm going to look for people that look like me, not try to make myself feel like I should look like them. Yeah. Which is so powerful. So I just really wanted to take a second to highlight that because you, that was a very actionable thing that you did of like deleting those that do not serve you rather than trying to feel served by them, which is inauthentic Mm. and it's not in alignment.
1: No, no. And I think there's this like shift on social media these days about, about content creators being authentic and actually talking about um, having those hard conversations and, and covering topics that a lot, not a lot of people will talk about. And I I love that. I love that there's a shift and I love that everybody is trying to be so authentic. Like they're crying on social media. They're, they're showing their emotions. It's not all smiling pictures. You know, like I love that every time I find like a good content creator like that, I'm like so excited. I'm like, yes, I can't wait, you know, to learn more about this person and like, see like, their authentic self.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think some of, some of the people that I follow online who, for lack of a better description, are very successful. Like they have, let's say they have larger audiences or making a really big impact. They've been doing it for a while. They, they love what they're doing and it's rewarding for them. That's, that's what I mean by successful, is they will share that they've done that by being authentic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, It's really good. It's, uh, yeah, I, I'm loving that shift.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about what has what's opened up for you since you've really begun to sit into your authenticity and just loving yourself for for who you are. Like it, it I feel like we're going on a journey in this conversation. So it's like this is how it was, this is what I did, this is what I see now on social media, this is what I'm doing as a curve model. What has changed for you since you've now entered that realm?
1: So a lot of it I would say so much growth has happened in the last two years so i was in a long-term relationship before that and i just being single after a long-term relationship was a a little bit of a a rock bottom for me because i was with this person for basically all of my 20s coming out at 29 like after my birthday being single and like i was so codependent on on that person as well and so a lot of growth had to happen for me to be independent for me to just be okay being by myself for me to be okay being single like it's uh, it was a lot that I had to like really really dive deep and like figure out what it is that I wanted what it is that I needed for myself and like also learning how to love myself more like I didn't need another person to love myself like i didn't like not looking for like happiness in in a partner but also like finding that happiness in myself and and I'm grateful for like the time that we had and because it did allow me to grow and that was like that chapter of my life but after you know after things ended I think it was just a new shift in my life as well like it, I feel a little bit more spiritual I just feel like more in tune with myself more in tune with the world I just feel more in tune with my friends yeah and like being authentic. Like I just, I don't beat around the bush. Like I'll say it like it is. And sometimes I lose friends because of that. But I feel like at the end of the day, I'm not hiding stuff. Like I'm not like feeling one way and then going behind your back and saying that I will say it to you like it is, and I'm not going to beat around the bush. So that for me is being authentic and being transparent and being honest with you right from the get go. and I And I value that Trade of mine because i've I've been with people that will not tell me like it is, and so um I think I also feed off of other people that can be authentic with me because i I love having those deep conversations with people, yeah, and so, like I feel like the last two years this shift happened, and then just with like loving myself, I stopped stepping on the scale since twenty eighteen so uh, since I was single, basically I I stopped stepping on the scale. So it's been like almost more than two years. I don't even know how much I weigh. And literally, it's just me looking at myself in the mirror and and feeling good about myself. I I like obviously I have days where I'm like, oh maybe I've gained a bit of weight or like you know I look at myself, but I know that those days are just my bad days, because I feel like 90% of my days I feel so great when I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, wow, look at me, like. I've gone through so much stuff like I've gone through so much hard stuff and like I didn't have to like I did this all by myself you know I didn't need to go to like rehab I didn't need to go to like like you know I yes I went to therapy therapy is so good for anybody that like is going through a hard time go to therapy let's normalize talking about going to therapy because therapy is so good for you. It'll allow you to be able to dig into things that you didn't think you had. And like, you know, it'll allow you to dig into like traits that you have as an adult from your childhood and like how you can like work on that. So I think being single has also allowed me to like dig into that as well. Like just by dating people, like different types of people. And I listen to a lot of like dating podcasts as well. And they all talk about like communication and and how to treat people. And like, I feel like even if you're not single, dating podcasts are a great way to like, just learn more about yourself. Oh my gosh.
0: I love everything that you've shared. And you just really, you made this transition of the journey that you've been through in the last couple of years, even though it was really challenging, sound so beautiful and just full of growth mm-hmm. and, and like you really come home to yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like even now I'm getting goosebumps. Like I just, like when I like wake up in the morning, I just, I feel so grateful that I've come to this point point. And yes, it took two years, but I'm so glad that it took those two years because I can look back at that time and be like, wow, I've come so far, you know, and even with like curve modeling too, like I've always wanted to model for, for since like in my early twenties and, and, but at that point, I think when I wanted to model, it was more to make money. Right. I was just wanting to do it as a side hustle and like, like, but I didn't really, I don't think I had like a set purpose of inspiring people or seeing more representation. It was more like, yeah, yeah, like I could totally do that. But I had some bad experiences and like, it kind of like put me off. So then I didn't, I didn't like really go into it. I was like, well, Vancouver is not really the city for it. But with everything that happened last year during COVID, I think more and more brands now want to see diversity and they want to see you know, different types of people being included in, in campaigns. And and I think that has really shifted my mindset as well. And so it just started with like one company that had like a, a a casting call on Instagram and I just applied for it and I got it and connect. Like it was a great photo shoot. It was a mother-daughter business. Like it was great. It, the store is called she Kind And so they also buy from other women-owned businesses as well. It's a lot about like women empowerment and like they have like some really great coats on their uh, feed. But I met this really wonderful photographer connected right away. And it's funny because she was also very curvy. And so we just connected on a lot of things like um, outfits and like just fashion. And, and so she also wanted to feature more. Like in her future shoots, she wanted to feature more more curvier people and like just have more representation as well. And so through her, through Jenna, who's the photographer, I got connected. Like she asked me to do a page shoot uh, for another brand, which was great. And so I felt like it was kind of like rolling in. But when I look back on those pictures and I see myself, I'm like, I can't believe that I was able to achieve this and also be able to inspire other people and see someone like me being represented in beauty brands and like, you know, just not seeing like a straight size zero model, like you're seeing real people and I love that shift. And so I think hopefully with my modeling that now I feel like there's a larger purpose with my modeling. It's not just to make money, but it's more that I want to inspire other people.
0: Yes. Oh, I love everything that you're sharing. And I think what's really important to hone in on is just how... You had this desire to do this and, you know, you, you reached out like you, 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 you created these opportunities or they showed up and you went Mm -hmm. for it and you just continued to take action. And it sounds like, you know, you had some instances where it wasn't meant to be and it didn't work out, but that didn't stop you. Mm -hmm. Right. You just kept going. And then all of a sudden you get to look back and be like, oh my God, like, look at what has
1: happened.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's just those little baby steps. Like I really want to. Yeah, like I really just want the listeners to get this, that it's not, we're not talking like quantum leaps all the time. Like it really no. is like baby steps that add up all
1: together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And like also timing. Timing is so key and it's hard. It can be so hard to like be like, why am I not there yet? Why is the universe not giving it to me? But oh my God, that timing is so key because I really don't think I would have been A good model had i done it in my younger years because i feel so much more confident in myself now and i feel like i exude that even when i do my photo shoots and i don't feel like crap i don't feel like i need to hold my tummy in you know like i feel like whatever angle the photographer is going to shoot me i'm going to look good i'm going to do my best and i think if i had done that in my younger years i probably wouldn't have been a good representation So if somebody saw me, they'd be like, oh, she kind of looks a little bit uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, the timing is so, so key. Like, it's so hard to maybe trust it and trust that there's a timing for everything. But, oh my God, if you can just be patient, the universe will give you tenfolds. Like, just trust your gut with every decision that you make. And, oh, like, when you reach that point, it's, like, amazing.
0: Yes, I think that's such an important thing, really trusting the timing and it's so funny because I've talked about this from a business perspective where I technically started my business in January 2019. Like that's when I really started putting myself out there. And you know, we're we're into 2021 now, like almost halfway through. And I'm not yet full time in my business, right? And you know, there's there's a lot of factors in there. There could be excuses, but also just like move across the country, like changed jobs. Like there's just a lot. And I finally gave up the whole, this whole thing online of like, oh, take six seconds to get to six figures. You know what I mean? Like this, this is like the huge pressure of like, you need to be full-time in your business. And if you're not, then you're a fraud and so on. And I just really gave that up this year and was like, I just want to trust my own timing and have fun Mm -hmm. and do podcast episodes with people and launch and be thankful for whoever signs up and just and just enjoy it because then the whole point of being an entrepreneur and doing what you want and creating your own business is, is ultimately freedom. I think that is the biggest thing, whether that's financial freedom, time freedom, whatever it is. And so when, when we come into this world and whether we're doing photography or we're building a coaching business, whatever it is that we're doing, if we think, oh, it needs to be done in a certain time and by a certain way, we're completely missing the opportunity for creativity, authenticity, self-expression and just Mm. really getting all the lessons that we need to learn in order to show up as our best self, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's that's such a beautiful message that you shared.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I kind of wish I could like reverse time and tell my younger self, like, just don't worry, like it'll happen. Don't worry. (laughs) You know, even with like, even with dating too, I just felt so frustrated like last year just dating through COVID and like just through the pandemic there's so many unkind people out there <laughs> and I just felt like I would always give so much of myself and like because I, I give like my whole self right from the very beginning and I'm not like I, I don't like right, like hiding stuff and like you know and just from like even that experience like I think it's good that I had that experience because then when it does really click with somebody, I'm like, okay, this is why, you know, this is why I had to go through all of those things.
0: Yes. (laughs) There's a, there's a really good saying that I've heard. It's like, it doesn't make sense until it does. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like in simple terms, it won't make sense until it does and then you'll get it. But yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then you're like, what okay that makes a lot of sense now. yeah yeah
0: I was I was just chatting with my boyfriend the other day so we've been together over over eight years now eight and a half years eight and a half years and that's, a, that's amazing I was it is it is amazing and also I always feel like I need to say this because when people hear long term they're like oh my god like you must have the perfect relationship No, we've been through a lot yeah, It's really about going through a lot and evolving, right? Yes. And so we were chatting about this and I was like, why do you think, like, what is it that allowed us to be successful and just continue on and evolve in a relationship? And the key mm-hmm. word is evolve, first of mm-hmm. all, is like being able to evolve with someone. But the other thing that I think is so important that we, that we came to terms with, this conversation literally happened two days ago. It's like such perfect timing, is a relationship is the sum of two people. hmm so when when we look at that relationship what we're contributing is our self so mm-hmm. that really goes to show that our responsibility is ourself like our self-love our self-confidence mm-hmm. our our communication like we are literally our own entity and then they they your partner is their own entity and then mm-hmm. together you make the relationship
1: mm-hmm. it's not then, it's not like looking for that other person to complete yourself no no
0: No, it's literally a separate entity. And I was like, this is so like the when he, when we started talking about this, we came to this conclusion. I was like, this is so true because I'm obviously a personal growth junkie. Like this Mm -hmm. is my jam, but also like my boyfriend has his own passions and it's like, we've evolved in our own way that allowed us to contribute to the relationship. And Mm so the reason why I'm sharing this is obviously because we're talking about dating, but I just think that people there's just like, even when I look at my younger self, like there's so much pressure to find, you know, the perfect person and then we have to be the perfect person. And then, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's not working well. It's something they have to change and they're being like this. And then we just give our power away without realizing the, the time that we can put into ourselves so that we can show up differently, you know what I mean? And then that yeah. ultimately creates, create that authenticity in the relationship or it will repel it because it's not meant mm-hmm. to
1: be. Yeah, totally. It's funny that you said the word perfect because I remember giving my ex partner a keychain when we like first started dating. I don't even remember. It's like early stages. I got him a keychain that said perfect, <laughs> 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 and and he loved it. Obviously, but then now when I think about it, I'm like, we're not all perfect. We all have our flaws. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but you're already, and that's the other thing is like even with dating too, like. Even when you're getting to know somebody, we have this tendency to put them on a pedestal like right away, because we're like, "Oh my God, this could work out oh oh okay we 're going to put like okay let 's just uh you know subconsciously you 're like putting them on a pedestal because you want it to work out so badly, and you want this so badly for yourself that you forget to think about yourself like i I completely forgot to think about myself in the past in my past dating experiences, I felt like I just kept putting. The other person's happiness in front of mine and um yeah it just again was a very good lesson for me like i i've kind of been through hell a little bit and i feel like it was good for me to go through that because i finally realized that i need to put myself first always even if that other person seems like a good catch i always need to put myself first and i don't yeah like you said like we don't need another person to complete us we're already whole ourselves like we need, to, or we need to get to that point where we feel whole ourselves. Like we need to be able to fill our time with like our friends and like our, like other activities and our other passions, and not actually look to fill those things with our partner. Like our partner is just going to be an addition to our life, and they're going to complement it, right? And yeah, so it's great that he said that it's like a sum of two people, not, not like, not like you know what is it. It's not like you're coming together as one person you're coming together as two different people but merging like merging very well together yeah yeah no
0: it's it's so true and I think that even just looking yeah like I look at my younger self even when I'm giving this example of looking at my younger self I literally mean within the first two years of dating my current boyfriend like my insecurity and just looking Mm. at him and I was putting him, him up on a pedestal and like you know, I would literally think things like, oh, he's more attractive than me. And like, he can get anyone that he wants. Like, I'm so lucky to have him. Like, not that that's disempowering to me. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a bad thing to think about them, but it's the way that I'm thinking about it is like discrediting myself Mm -hmm. as who I am, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so funny because when I look at the beginning of our relationship, it was very rocky. Mm -hmm. And that is a reflection of me not dealing with my own self-worth. Mm -hmm. and you know constantly putting them first and it it did it caused a lot of tension and breakups straight up Mm -hmm. in the beginning of our relationship and now it's like I look back and I'm like oh my god like I am so thankful for going through that didn't make sense at the time
1: but it does now (laughs) yeah totally like insecurities are so like they're like little demons they just they just creep up and, all, and all, yeah, like, even when you're like with somebody, like, you're like, am I good enough for this person? Like, it's so hard to like put yourself, it's, it, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to get to that point where you think that you are worth it and you are, you, you deserve it as much as that other person deserves it. And because you've put them on a pedestal, you're like, oh, maybe I'm not up to their, up to their level. Or like, this is like comparison game, right? It's like, oh, they could do so much better. And I'm going to, like, try to be so good and please them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And when you talked about the insecurities and the demons, like, really what it is, is this, we care about that person so much and the relationship so much that we don't want to fuck it up. Mm -hmm. But the way that we're going about trying to maintain it, for example, is inauthentic because it's coming from this place of scarcity of lack of worth and therefore, oh, if I overcompensate, then that means that I'll put out all the little fires that might possibly blow this up, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not a good place to be for sure, but it also is part of growth as well, because you yeah. can like talk about it after, like I don't think anybody is born without insecurities.
0: Oh. We all have
1: them, right? Like, but when you get to that point where you can, like, ex- like you're, you you surpass that that hump, and you're like, yeah, I was insecure, not anymore. I love myself for this and this. Like, yes, this is a flaw of mine, maybe to other people, but I I recognize that, and I'm working on it, and like, you can move on from that, right? Like, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's great. It's a great lesson to grow from for sure.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that yeah. so much. So one of the other things that I wanted us to talk about, because we are really passionate about inclusivity, and we're talking about dating as well, is I know that you and I have had conversations about sexuality, and uh, I really love what you've taught me about just the different terminology and things that, that come up on social media or just in the world. Because, mm. for example, I've definitely talked about you know being anti-racist and inclusivity in that sense, but I haven't actually talked that much about sexuality and I think this is such a powerful thing to chat about in terms of just the fluidity of it and Mm -hmm. and how this is finally showing up on social media and it's something Mm -hmm. that I love learning about because it just takes the ceiling off of what it means to be air quotes a man or a woman or someone in a heterosexual
1: relationship Mm -hmm. or
0: whatever right and I yeah makes me so happy to to see more opportunities for people to live authentically
1: that's also another thing that I'm like quite I feel like I'm my passion is kind of going towards as well and it really really boils down to representation again you know just like me being a BIPOC woman like in in a like in a country like Canada like just it's just I think allows me to want to dive into these things more and also like see representation with that. And in, with regards to like sexuality too, I mean, you can see it in movies these days, like everything is so heteronormative, like it's, there's not that much representation for queer couples, like there isn't enough representation of, you know, like non-binary couples or like people that identify as, as different genders from what, or like, you know, different, I hope I'm using the right terminology here, but like. With different sexualities than what they were, or like with the, identify with the different sex that what they were born with as well. We all change and we all evolve. Like, again, coming back to that, that word evolve, like, you, what you relate to as you grow older is gonna change as well right? And for me, like, it, it's really interesting, because right now, I'm I'm also the director of advocacy for like a women's organization, it's called Worth. It's like women in hospitality organization. And I think just with that role as well, I've, I've had to dig deeper into these things and like seeing how we can, how we can be more representative in our feed and how we can like talk about these issues, because we need to see representation of this. And like, This will allow more people to come out, and this will allow more people to be authentic and like, and not think that heteronormativity is is also the same. Like a lot of people are hiding themselves; they're not being able to like come out, or come out safely even at work, or like come out safely to their friends. They could be in countries where they can't even come out safely, right? Like they get murdered for coming out as gay. Or it's I I feel very grateful that I'm I get to be in a country like Canada where it is safe for for people to come out and and to talk about these things and I think the more we can talk about it the better it is it'll be for other people like who knows somebody could be listening to your podcast in a country where it's not safe to come out and they could be inspired and I think it's I think the more and more we can like bring these types of conversations to the front it'll actually inspire even if I can touch one person and like help them be authentic you know and like be their true self i think that would make me so happy and yeah like i think for me like talk i love also talking about sexuality maybe i don't talk it as uh, talk about it as openly because being indian like it is a very taboo subject to talk about like we don't really talk about sex we don't really talk about dating as much either but i i do feel like now that i'm in my 30s i do want to talk more about it and so like even sexuality for me, I feel like it's like a spectrum, like it's very fluid for me and doesn't, it's not very pertaining to a man or a woman. Like it just, it's for me, I feel like it's a, it's a very fluid thing. And it, I feel like it's also a changing thing constantly too. Like it, one day I might feel more masculine. One day I might feel more feminine. You know, I think we all have like masculine, feminine energies too. And yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you realize that we're all people And it's not a man and woman or like, you know, like just love who you want to love. Like don't, don't constrain yourself to whatever, like what the society tells you and what you're seeing in movies. Like it is so easy to fall in love with this fairy tale of like falling in love with the perfect person, but we're all flawed people coming together and trying to make, you know, live in a harmonious way. That's, that's my, those are my views on sexuality.
0: I love, I love all of that. And you're so right. Like in Canada, we are so blessed that it is more accepting because I remember in 2013, I was playing rugby in university and I was on the national team and we went to Russia to play in the university Olympics. And we had some women on our team that were lesbian Mm -hmm. and they were in relationships with each other on the Mm -hmm. team or just had a partner at home. And I remember before we went to Russia, we had a conversation as a team and we were like, we can't, we can't talk about, you know, mm. homosexuality or being lesbian in Russia because it's not, it's not as accepted. And I remember we were staying and they, literally, they legitimately had an athlete's village set up for the University Olympics. And each, do- each dorm building, for example, they had flags hanging out the windows. Mm. And one, somebody in one of the dorms had the, the rainbow flag. Ooh. out the window and I was like oh my gosh like yes good for you but holy shit at the same time because yeah you're informed like hey literally for your safety like don't go around holding hands yeah. if you're the same sex or kissing or any of that because it's not well received in Russia yeah like okay oh. like noted you know
1: yeah. yeah that's so scary and it was 2013 yeah 2013 Oh, you know, like yeah. And I, and I really pray and hope that it's something that we can talk about normally, like in a few years. And I, like, I hope that we can get to that place where it's okay to say that you're in love with someone that's the same sex as you, or, you know, that you love somebody that doesn't identify as a man or a woman. Just hope that we can get to that point. Because again, we're all people like, you know, we all have a, a heart, we all have a brain. <laughs> Yeah, You know, and so I really hope that we can get to that point. And that's my only hope for the future.
0: One of the things, and I know that you and I were celebrating this at work, is Instagram added the pronouns feature to their platform. And also, I think it was LinkedIn has also added it as well.
1: Oh, really? I have to change my LinkedIn then. Okay, so I don't have to type it out. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, so they those two platforms. And then I was looking on last night. I think Facebook has not caught on or I just did not see it but i was really happy cuz my boyfriend was adding his pronouns too his his Instagram and his LinkedIn last night and I was like yes Yes. but I was laughing because I I already had them I've already had them (laughs) for like a year like hey guys come on yeah
1: Yeah. it's great it's so great to see that Instagram is doing that and I think for your listeners like if 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 people are wondering why we need to display our pronouns like I I think it's really important to just bring more awareness because not everyone is going to identify with pronouns that they were assigned at birth or, you know, as they grow older, they might be identifying with a different pronoun. And I think just adding our pronouns to our profiles just helps bring more awareness surrounding that because it is, it is an issue that we need to talk about and, like, and also this understanding and not assuming People's pronouns e- either. Like just because they look a certain way doesn't mean that they identify with that pronoun. And I think it should be like part of like an introductory conversation too. I think it's something that I'm trying to consciously make an effort with as well. Unless they say something, and you know, I think it it'll be interesting to see how that shifts in like workplaces and when we go back to work and you know when we introduce ourselves like I think you know when we're in a room an orientation for instance and like they say introduce yourself I I hope that we can get to a place where it's it's that part of the in- initial conversation like hey my name is Jenny and my pronouns are she and her
0: yes you know? and I think it's really it's really interesting what you brought up because right now I think because we're in lockdown essentially and everything or a lot of things are remote and you see things in email signatures or on instagram and mm-hmm. so on the next level will be bringing that conversation in person because for example i i can only imagine unfortunately there will be people who will get triggered like me saying oh my name's Kayla and i identify mm-hmm. as she her they're like well obviously you look like a girl mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but it's like that's the fucking point. <laughs> There's an assumption that because I look like a girl that I identify with she, her. Yeah. What if I was transsexual and you didn't know. Or yeah. transgender, like you wouldn't know unless I yeah. told you because it's not your business, first of all. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. it's a whole can of worms. But the, the reality is, is that if people can just see that it's actually creating a context where it's inclusive and mm-hmm. it's allowing people to be self-expressed as who. Mm-hmm. the fuck they want to be that's mm-hmm. that's
1: why this is happening yeah yeah and I don't know if you heard but Demi Lovato came out as non-binary interesting I, I had yeah no idea. so their pronouns are they them now That's beautiful. I love. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting to see like a lot of celebrities come out as well and like saying what their pronouns are, which is amazing. I think in the credits, I can't wait for (laughs) seeing the credits with all the pronouns listed. Oh Oh, yeah, so amazing.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. And that's actually a really good example. So if you look at somebody who let's say, has an influence, like a celebrity, they come out as non-binary or they just come out and they they share their pronouns. What that does is that it normalizes a conversation mm-hmm. because they are a leader in the world, yes. right? Yeah. So that's why it's so important. It's not just them that needs to, you know, be vocal about their pronouns. It really is all of us because we all do have an impact on the people around us, where we work, our friends, our family, and so on. So that's mm-hmm. why that's why when people say, Put your pronouns in your email or on social media and whatever that is why it's actually making such a bigger impact than people realize mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's uh again i that's another thing that i'm liking and like seeing the changes that platforms are doing like instagram and linkedin like that's so exciting and and amazing to see that and i hope facebook follows through because facebook owns instagram so that's interesting yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. I might have just missed it. I could be I could be throwing Facebook under the bus right now and not even know it. But
1: (laughs) like, Um, yeah, I haven't seen any like announcements on that. So hopefully, I'm going to check right after this.
0: Yeah, I was actually just thinking. I thought of a really good metaphor for people who want to normalize the conversations around having your pronouns, you know, say on an email signature or just Mm -hmm. sharing. If you were to call someone, you would put the area code. Because the area code gets you connected to them where they live. Mm -hmm. So it's literally the equivalent to putting an area code on a phone number. Like you're just, it's just the opportunity to actually connect to the right person wherever they are. Therefore, addressing someone as their pronouns that they wish to be called gets you connected with them.
1: Yeah, that's That's so cool. That's such a great way to like you know, like compare it and, and show how important it is, understand where they are and where they are in their journey, or like, even like, understand them as people and like, learn more about them as well. Yeah. 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 One of my,
0: one of my good friends, he's also my client right now. in one of my programs, I, when I met them five years ago, I'd say they were Michelle. And mm-hmm. they had just started their transition and now they identify as Brayden and their pronouns are he, he and him. And yeah. it's, it's interesting because I'll be honest, it did take me a minute to my brain to like accept the transformation that was happening because it, it, it's such a unique experience that I was like, okay, I met them as Michelle, like this was a woman when I met them, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're a man. But the thing is, I can be completely honest. I don't even they just, I literally just see them as Braden. Like this is Brayden. This is, this is he, this is him. And that's it. And it's just so ingrained, but I'll be honest, it did take me time to switch that. So I feel like if people are feeling resistant, if you just keep leaning into it, eventually like anything else, it will normalize.
1: It will. Yeah. Um, it is, sometimes it is harder for me too, when I'm like, you know, addressing someone with the pronouns that I'm not used to. It it is hard for me as well. And I think, like you said, as much as you, lean into it and like, just uh, make it part of your process come eventually. I try to be super conscious and like of those things too. Like even when I'm dating now and like, you know, I always like to ask what their pronouns are. And it's definitely obviously, again, because we're in such a heteronormative society, it's so hard for us to switch that brain because we've lived in this world for so many years and we're so used to and being fed by this by heteronormity so like it's hard for us to think outside of that sometimes and and train our brain it's just it's just like a muscle that we need to train and I think yeah I think the more and more we talk about it the better we will get at it as well
0: yes yes I remember a couple years ago actually it was probably more like 10 or 15 years ago not a couple (laughs) but I was having a conversation with my grandmother and she is a very traditional European woman Mm -hmm. from Portugal and very very catholic and we were having this conversation and she just could not wrap her head around same sex relationships like she's like i don't i don't understand like this is not in the bible like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and you know she's like you're supposed to like how do you recreate if you're in a same sex relationship and blah 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 and i was like well the thing is you can adopt you can do in vitro like there's so many things that you can do that that's just not a reason anymore and i said what about the people who are in heterosexual relationships and they can't Physically have babies because of infertility issues then what
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that's just not a reason anymore yeah. you
1: know yeah.
0: and actually a really beautiful story just to again plug my friend braden they froze their eggs before they started transitioning and donated their eggs to a gay male couple who had two daughters oh, yeah so beautiful I and then they I know I know seriously it's crazy and then they transitioned and now they identify as male but I on Mother's Day I messaged him and I was like hey technically I can wish you Happy Mother's Day because you have two daughters and he was just like you know what like he really appreciated me acknowledging him because it's like that, that's such a unique situation like that is such a cool story like I love yeah. this
1: story oh my god and like so emotional so wow, yeah so and beautiful.
0: and the really cool thing too that that he's that he's opened up about as well is just like being able to take his eggs and do like have a surrogacy woman carry you know his baby within that like I'm just like you're literally defying all laws of yeah right now. like this is amazing yeah. and I think this that needs to be normalized more just mm. completely blasting off any kind of limitations or any kind of like normalcy If this is how it's meant to be like a penis vagina heterosexual relationship that's not the only way
1: yeah and more and more now as well i'm i am looking into like also like reading up on other um follow a lot of lesbian couples on instagram as well and like i'm seeing how they are having such a tough time with ivf and like how much money it costs and it's it's crazy like that you know there's no other option but they have to spend this money right like why isn't there enough resources to be able to have this as like a um, a subsidized cost? You know, it's so expensive. And even for like straight couples too, in vitro is so expensive. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm like, okay, if I like, I don't know about my fertility issues or if I have any, but if it does come to that point, I'm like, Oh my God, it's like kind of like buying a house. Like I need to save up for, for this too like you know if I want to have kids in the future and it's like kind of got my brain thinking about that too and so even with dating like now I'm like okay so like do you want to have kids like I'm like always asking these questions too (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, it's uh it's interesting (laughs)
0: but you know what's funny is like I love that because there there's this like quote normalcy like oh you know you should date a couple of years before you talk about having kids like yeah no who no. says who no,
1: no. Talk, first I ask date, do
0: you want kids do you want to get yeah. married I know okay this is like kind of funny but I've definitely seen online like the memes of like when you're dating in your 30s it's like oh you have baggage okay no next like red yeah. flags I'm I'm <laughs> trained in red flags we're moving on from this like tell yeah. me now, you want to get married have babies yes or no yeah. like it's yeah. just to the point, which is kind of refreshing, to be honest. It
1: is. Yeah. Like, I don't want to waste like six months of my life and then figure out that you don't want to have kids. Yeah. You know, I, I try to bring it up very, very quickly now. Like, it's either like a third or a fourth, fourth date conversation. And, and I think it needs to be normalized because why waste each other's time? Yeah. Especially like if it's not something that's gonna be changing. Like if you're pretty certain about it, uh eh, why? Like why fall in love with this person and then break your heart later on? Oh yeah.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
1: It is a very tough conversation too, because it's like it's a very like gonna bring it up in a very sly way too. <laughs> yeah. You sound
0: uh, you sound trained in this. The way yes. I wish I wish her <laughs> listeners could see you right now. She's got she's got her fingers together, like <laughs> them on her forehead like she's praying that
1: <laughs> this conversation's gonna go well. <laughs> I had to like have that conversation recently with this person that I'm dating and I was like so nervous. I was like I need to find out if this person wants kids because I want kids so <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was tough for me to bring it up because I'm so authentic in the way I date that I want to know like you know I don't like like wasting time but I knew that I had to say it. and this person was like I I can tell that you're thinking about something like what is it and I was like okay so like I just wanted to ask like do you want kids <laughs> and like it went it went as planned and like I was happy with the answer but it was uh it's hard because it's like it's our fourth or fifth date, you know, and I'm like, I need to know, I gots to know.
0: (laughs) I don't want to waste my time. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately it's going to serve both of you, despite it being really challenging and uncomfortable. And the fact that you're basically putting yourself aligned with rejection, you never know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think I've just rejection too. Like it's, I love talking about rejection as well, because You know, I have come to a point where I'm like happy when I get rejected because I'm like, great, it's moving me on to something even better. You know, I, there's something much, much better than this. And even when I reject somebody too, or like it doesn't work out, I'm like, okay, next. And I think I'm also thankful for my dating journey because of that, because being rejected and me rejecting people has like really allowed me to get stronger in my intuition with that too yeah and and not worry about like oh like shit like this didn't work out or like you know because I always tend to like initially when I got single when I became single after being with someone for so many years it was like hard for me to go through rejection because I was like oh I thought this would work out but like I think dating is also very important especially for people that are coming out of longer term relationships it's so important to be to date like to date often just to see what what you need or what you want because you're not going to know that right away you might think you know it but you don't so yeah 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 there's a
0: really there's a really good quote that I've heard it's it's not rejection it's redirection Redirection.
1: yes yeah I love that I love that Yeah. yeah 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 it's uh yeah just uh just like recent rejections like I think Uh, I'd gone on a first date and uh, this person like rejected me with a very lovely text. Like it was a very well-written text, but then I was like, it kind of hit me because it was an accumulation of all the rejections coming together. And I was like very emotional. I was like crying, but then I also knew that that person wasn't for me, but I was just emotional just with the whole process. I was just like, Mm super exhausted i think but then but then i like went on a date with another person and that's the person that i'm kind of seeing right now and and i'm like oh okay that makes sense why that happened <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's like that's like the theme of our, our conversation today is it doesn't make sense until no! it does yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so
1: good. Yeah. yeah. Even if it doesn't work out, I think I will be happy regardless because at the end of the day I know that I'm worth it and I know that that I deserve I deserve like love that is like because I believe so much in love and like I just want to be in love and I don't want to be married to someone that not in love with you know and I know this is so cliche for I mean maybe a lot of people are like of course you marry for love but I'm just talking like from coming from like an Indian background where people get you know we get arranged marriage and like you don't really know the person before you get married and stuff and a lot of my friends it has worked out very well I have some friends where they've gotten divorced uh, after a few years but yeah like for me I'm like no I want to marry the person that I I love and it has to be genuine and it's not going to be even if I have the slightest doubt I'm not going to marry that person right and or be with that person yeah it's it's uh it's 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 a great feeling to be there where you can be like well if this person rejects me or if it doesn't work out that's totally fine because this then that means it's something even better for me
0: yes (laughs) I love how positive you are about all of this dealing with you know, the heavy things, but just making light of it. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that has come from like seeing how people have treated me in the past and like how I've always been like, but why, like, why didn't you want me? And kind of thing. And, and I think it really allowed me to dig deep into myself and see why I felt that way. Like why was I, because I kept putting other people's happiness in front of mine. And I just kept trying to please them. Like I was such a people pleaser too. Like we all had that, right? And I think even, even that like taught me, I was like, okay, I kept putting their happiness and I kept wanting to get them something to make them happy or like try to fit into what their mold of a perfect partner was and not mine. Like I need to like them too. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was like a rude awakening I, I felt, yeah.
0: So what would be just a couple of examples of, I mean, this could be a really long answer, but just a couple of ways of how you keep yourself in check to know like, this is my self-worth, this is what I want. Like, what are some nuggets that you would tell to the listeners so that they can be like, okay, these are actionable things I can do so that I can stay true to myself?
1: Since we're on the topic of dating, I think I'll talk about dating because it kind of ties into that as well. I feel if it doesn't feel like a full yes, in your gut, you know, when you're going into something and it doesn't feel like a full yes, then it's probably not meant to be. You gotta feel that full yes. Like even if you're having like a little bit of a doubt, then that means that person is not for you or that situation is not for you or you need to detach yourself. It means that you're going against your boundaries. So like know your boundaries, like know know where your self-worth is as well in terms of that. Because I think when you know your boundaries, you can actually come back to your self-worth. Because many times I would go uh, like past my boundaries and still try to please that other person. And then I'll be crying after, I'll be emotional and be like, why did that happen? And then when I look back, I'm like, I clearly overstepped my own boundaries, You know, so, like, I think just figuring out what your boundaries are and and communicating that. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Like, if, you know, for me, like, I am a big communicator and I say it like it is. And so it sometimes scares a lot of people and it, it deters a lot of people that I'm dating as well. And I don't, I, I don't mind that because that's who I am and that's how I like express myself. And I want to know what you're thinking too. So like I ask a lot of questions and like, I just like, like to get things out of people too. So yeah, just know your boundaries and communicate. If you're not feeling it, don't ghost people, like just communicate how you're feeling even if you're rejecting somebody, like be kind, like say, you know, like the, I, because I listen to a lot of dating podcasts, they say that got to do it in, in like a three-step thing. So like the first thing is like thank them for spending time with you, compliment them on something that you learned about them. And then in the end, you just give them the, the news that, you know, hey, like I didn't feel anything romantic. Like, um, and if you want to be friends with them, then you can, you can, you can have that conversation too but yeah even when you're rejecting somebody just be kind like you know you don't know what that other person is going through and you don't know what their insecurities are as well and like you rejecting them could like flare up those insecurities as well and so yeah just be kind to people and and know your boundaries and communicate i think those will probably be my like my my three nuggets
0: <laughs> i love that thank you for sharing that yeah that's so good well, before we wrap up our call today, which was so good or a podcast episode, I should say, I really loved our conversation and it was just so fluid, like such a classic yeah. thing. Like I always tell, I always tell my audience that I don't like really plan questions. It's just like an organic conversation because mm-hmm. I think those are the best ones. Like you can't replicate this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, before I wrap things up though, I would love, can you share with our listeners and I'll also put this information in the show notes where they can connect with you on yeah. social media.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Instagram is the best way to connect with. And also like, if you feel like you want me to share any more nuggets from my personal life, I'm happy to do that as well. So my Instagram handle is Jenny's Block, and that's spelled J E N I E S B L O C. That's no okay. K. <laughs> it's just Jenny's Block. I did. I did take it from Jenny from the blog song. <laughs> Very original. <early. laughs>
0: i this is so funny that you brought that up because i was uh i was telling jenny before our call i was like yeah every time i look at your instagram handle i always have like jlo stuck in my head like da, 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 da. like the, the rhythm just comes in my head and then yeah. you're like oh yeah i totally chose that for my instagram handle because that was it and i was like well it worked because that's yeah. all i hear in my head when i read yeah. it
1: yeah and like I always think about changing it, but I'm also like, no, it's kind of catchy. So I'm gonna stick yeah. with it
0: for now. <laughs> and and also the other thing I was like, I was actually like, oh, this is so clever. Like her name is Jenny, it reminds me of J Lo. And then it's like Jenny's block, like Instagram's got like blocks of pictures of
1: her yes. life. Like
0: yeah. So clever. Like this is yeah. literally, this yeah. has literally been my train of thought the yeah. entire time. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's great. It's like this is the yeah, these are all the blocks of pictures. Yeah, like I never explained it that way. I just kept referring to the song, but that's a good reference
0: yeah right oh so yeah. funny oh so good well thank you again so much for for coming on today and I like again I really loved a conversation I think yeah so same
1: fun. here yeah thank you thank you for doing this uh, episode with me and I'm excited to hear hear it after you know and good luck with the rest of your podcast episodes I love your podcast and yes everybody needs to listen to your podcast because I love the uh, variety of guests that you have you know and that's really what makes it stand out to me
0: oh thank you I really appreciate you sharing that yeah so cool awesome well I just want to thank our listeners for tuning in today and if you haven't subscribed yet please do and like and share and tag us if you share this on social media definitely tag us so that we can celebrate with you and we'd love to hear what you think so thank you so much for listening and we'll chat with you in the next episode